119. Oh, a little bit, a little bit less than I thought. No, I'm just <laughs> Kept registering. So 419 tents at the same time across the nation, 50 hours of, of night and day prayer and worship, um, interceding for revival across this nation and uh, we Carney had a tent and you guys spearheaded that just wanted to thank you uh, would you would you yeah so thank you thank you uh, many of you were able to come out and uh, Pastor Kelly and I held down a, um, a uh, with a couple other people did a did an hour uh, prayer set was it uh, I don't know was that Friday and um, so just some really cool stuff but I don't know if there's a even just just one or two things that you wanted to to share as far as Thanksgiving, I know. Remember that this is this is me trusting you with the mic this morning. Okay, so but just a, maybe just just some thank, thankfulness of what the Lord did over the last fifty hours. Um, I watched some things declared. Um, for instance, last night um, somebody declared that Jesus is the answer for mental illness. Jesus is the answer for anything and you can fill in the blank but uh, when you declare things and you're with the right amount of people that believe uh, and are like minded like spirited um, it is like a powder keg going off it's like gas in a flame you know um, God was glorified in these 50 hours and the, the presence of people was like this ebb and flow uh, you can't control that but it was 50 hours and I can honestly say that we could tell the Lord Father praise is awaiting you in Kearney praise is awaiting you in Kearney and for me that's that's what the payoff was but uh, just to share from Mitch Ivey took kind of the night watch because we were exhausted. We got like an hour of sleep here. Hour, we went to sleep in the truck, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, Pastor Mitch said at around the 2.33 o'clock in the morning time, the presence of God hit him so strong that he, uh, he said it was all he could do to stand up and not fall on his face because... He's just reading the word, and the presence of God came. And there was no one but him there. Well, there was, there was a couple other people there. I'm sorry, but I mean, there wasn't. He was walking around with his Bible, him and him and the Lord. So it was, it was really powerful that um, it's an audience of one. Um, last night in the leading out session, the last two hours, um, the state director and the circuit riding worship leader people showed up. And um, um, out of Second Kings, you know, there's that story about um, Elijah said, Elisha, I always get him mixed up, but where he told the king to um, shoot the arrow and he made a declaration and then he gave him the other arrow and told him to strike the ground. And uh, he got in trouble because he only struck the ground three times. So um, I was handed this arrow. Pastor Mitch was handed another arrow. And as the crowd that was in the tent, there was probably 40 or 50 at that time, they raised their voice to the Lord. We were asked to strike the ground to declare the word of the Lord over the city and the governing of this region <laughs> by the kingdom of God. <laughs> But there were so many things that I saw happening. I was like caught up in that psalm that says, it was like when Adonai came and set the captives free. It was as though it were a dream. And I just said, Lord, I feel like I'm in a dream that you've given. And um, I don't, you guys, some of you know me and some of you don't. This is a dream on my heart, and there's no going back. There were seasons where I've given up because the pushback has been so great. But I witnessed something in the last 50 hours. 
And that was a weakening of the pushback in our community and over this region. And there were people coming into the tent just to know what it was about. And we were able to say, and this is the word of the Lord over, over the people that were gathering together unto him and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. And we're family here. It, when the Lord goes up and he sees us, he doesn't see our little individual turf lines. He sees the body that loves him and they're his children and he is our father and that's what matters and that's what he wants and that's what we're ushering into because because there isn't one place in this whole world that can handle the number of souls being redeemed when we come into unity under the prayer of Jesus. And I began to see this happening. It was awesome, and I just can't thank Jesus enough. And I want you to forgive me for the times when I was awkward and not wanting to even be, maybe even around, I'd go hide. But I just, this is like a dream come true. I'm watching the Lord do his pushback. And we're going to win. And there yeah. will be an audience of people glorifying Jesus 24-7. So and there will be such a harvest of souls. Jesus. His government. <laughs> so good. Thanks for the harvest. So good. Come on. Just the beginning, right, Willis's? Yeah. Just the beginning. Whoa. Whoa. Tell me, what was that again? I'm just, oh, we're all oh, in the spirit. Okay. I just, just thought you were announcing something. <laughs> he's like, he's like <laughs> that's awesome. So good. That resonates. We'll take that. So good. Pastor Kelly. Wow, thank you. Thank you guys for sharing. That was powerful. Um, yeah, if you guys made it out there, those of you who made it, it was just a, a sweet presence there. Uh, and and, and um, there is a unity in, in Carney and seeing uh, that's just powerful. And seeing the churches come together for that was just a powerful time. Well, if we could have the, the ushers come and prepare receive tithes and offerings let's uh pray over that this morning jesus we thank you for um what you did in these last 50 hours over this weekend lord bringing our bringing the body of christ together in unity lord declaring your praises lord um, seeking your face seeking a reawakening of um of your church and of our communities Lord, we bless that and lord as we continue to worship you in giving this morning um Lord, I pray that this would be a giving in to your purposes, your callings, your will, your, um, your specific uh, things that you've called this church to do. This piece of the body of Christ. And Lord, that would join together with the, the greater body of Christ in this region and the world. I ask that you bless these gifts and multiply them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we're given this morning, I'm going to go over just a few things coming up. Um, first of all, we've been talking about our Discover Track one day uh, coming up here. It is Saturday, November 2nd from 9 to 1. Again, it's um, our pastor's heart that everyone here goes through our Discover Track. It's really, um, really getting clear on who God created this church to be and to do and who God created you to be and to do. And uh, um, so I would really encourage you, if you haven't been um, been involved in discover track yet this is an opportunity to get it all done in one morning um november 2nd from nine to one there's a sign up out on the welcome center and as, and on the website as well under the connect tab all right 
Um, next uh, Sunday, November 10th, we've got our celebration serving service coming up where we're just celebrating different areas that the Lord is moving in our lives. Um, we'll be sharing uh, baptisms together and celebrating those, baby dedications, and then also just testimonies of what the Lord is doing. So if you have, if you'd be, like to be involved in the baby dedication or baptisms, or if you have a testimony you'd like to share, um, contact the church office and we can give you further instructions there. Next, we've got a youth lock-in coming up November 15th and 16th. Um, this is for 6th through 12th graders. Um, so put that in your calendars, invite some friends, and there'll be some more information coming. I'm sure you'll be talking about it on Wednesday nights and from, from here as well on Sunday morning. So November 15th and 16th, be looking for that. And then finally, so, uh, Sunday, November 3rd at Grace Fellowship, um, we've got uh, Jonathan McKee is coming. Who um, he's got a ministry ministering to parents and to kids. He's going to be sharing a free seminar on um, uh, parenting kids in a world full of distractions. I think what is it called here? Oh, uh, parenting the generation screen, and uh, so how to connect well with our kids and parent them well in this this changing changing world. All right, so that's a free event, four to six at Grace Fellowship on November third. Pastor Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Wow. And I just wanted to just say about that Discover Trek on November 2nd, I'm going to be um, uh, teaching that live. So um, right every week right now, we have we have me on video. Um, if you're wanting to, uh, I think we're, we're not doing it in October, but starting back in November, you can skip the sermon and go in the conference room and see me on a screen, you know. Um, and, uh, but on November 2nd, we're going to do it. We're just going to do it live. And uh, sometimes people like that a little bit better. So um, if you haven't gone through that, uh, we'll have a good time. We'll have a really good time together. Um, hey, I was, um, I was just, I was praying about uh, a new series. And we, we got, uh, we, j we finished up going through the, um, most of the book of Romans. There was probably a few chapters that we combined and some that we, we we didn't do but but we did quite a few weeks in the book of romans and i i like d going through books of the bible with you um uh and if we kind of ebb and flow between between uh, just going through a, a book of the bible and then going through some topics and i feel it's it's really healthy for us to just go through bible and be biblically literate and and you sometimes hit topics that you um in a in a book of a bible that maybe you're not going to do a whole series on but hey it's but the lord it's on the lord's heart to talk about that area so it's just really good um i really love it and i so I, but then i felt uh, like the lord leading me into um just a short um kind of a topical um series and um and i was just i was just like lord what are you wanting to do and um, and specifically for our church in connection with um, the vision of our church. If, you've, if you haven't been here long or you've been here a while, uh, um, our, our vision is, is pretty simple. We've got a mission and a vision. The mission is to, uh, to develop fully transformed followers of Jesus Christ. And we say the word transformed because we believe that things and people transform in the presence of the Lord. You know, all throughout scripture, when the presence of God comes, things, things change. People change. In fact, there's places in the Bible where clothing becomes holy in the presence of God. It's just really, so I, I like the word transform, um, that we're, we're here to develop fully transformed. What would it look like if somebody was fully transformed, and, and how do we get there? And so the vision, really, of this church, of how we get there, is, is three words, encounter, grow, release. We want people to encounter the presence of God, grow in their walk with God, and release their gifts from God. And I think, if I were to look, what would it look like for someone to be a fully transformed follower of Jesus? To me, and every church is gonna, is gonna have something similar, probably, or whatever, but in our, in our language, we just think, man, if you are encountering his presence, if you are growing at some level in your walk with God, and you're releasing your gifts from God, not only here, but in the world around you, um, to me, that looks like a fully transformed follower of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so, um, so I wanted to do a, a series that would, um, would kind of tap us back into that vision. Every once in a while, you have to just kind of uh, remind yourself of who we are uniquely as a church um, because we can get going and kind of forget. And uh, you're like, like I don't even know why. Why do we exist as a church on this hill? And and so this is part of that. So the name of the series is fully engaged. 
fully engaged. I was like, Lord, what, 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 is, what do we need to know right now? And, uh, and he's like, I want, I want a church that's fully engaged. Now there's a, um, I'll, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a, a, a quick marriage lesson. If, you, if, you, if you're wanting to be married, if you are married, if you uh, uh, used to be married, if you're whatever, here, here's a lesson. Or if you know somebody that, that needs, needs truth, here, listen to this. Be fully present, <laughs> right? Man, the, the times when, when I am uh, um, going, going strong and, and focused on things, and, I mean, and whether, you're a, whether you're a man or a woman, would you admit that there are times when, when it's just, it's just fast-paced? just fast-paced and the there's uh there's weightiness stuff at work and and you're you're there all day or maybe at home right and and you've been dealing with kids all day or or whatever going on all day and then there's time for you and your spouse to finally finally come together and you're like i got nothing i got nothing i'm, I'm on empty i've got no gas left in the tank and and then maybe one or both of you have have uttered these words or heard these words hey, I'm just, I'm feeling like you're not fully present. Like, you're, the lights are on and nobody's home. Like, you're here, but you're really not here. You're someplace else. Could you, come, come home, Jonathan. <laughs> you get the, man, it's such a good reminder every once in a while in marriage, isn't it? You want to know even greater principle? It's a good reminder for us as followers of Jesus. I think every once in a while he says, he says, Jonathan, Fully engaged, <laughs> woo! You know, it's like I'm the like the the four year old. <laughs> He's like, all eyes on me. Yeah. Focus, focus. I need you full. I need you, I need your attention. Fully engaged, fully engaged. And and so I want to take a few weeks here and talk about just maybe. Uh, and and you, some of you, some of you that that are um, you know real mature followers of Jesus, I bet you'll come up with some other topics too that you think I should include in this series. But I found a um, I think a few that I think will help us. That I thought you know what what would it look like to be a fully engaged, not only believer but what would it look like even in this church to be fully engaged? And I thought. Let's, and I, and I and believe it was spirit-led, is let's start the whole series off with fully engaged worship. Fully engaged worship. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, what's going to happen today and, and even maybe... Um, even maybe across this series for the next few weeks, if you choose to come back, <laughs> would be... Um, some of us are going to be like, yeah, that's what I do. I'm, I love it. And so it encourages you to, you know, like keep doing what you're already doing. There's some of you that, man, you're, you be, if you're being honest in one or all of these areas, some, a few of them, you're like, man, yeah, I'm disengaged right now. And it may push um, on some buttons. Um, and, and so I, I would just, when you when you think that maybe Jonathan is pushing on your buttons, could you just pause and say, "It might be, it might be God, it might be the Lord." Just maybe just think that first instead of thinking about just say, you know, oh ah maybe maybe that's Holy Spirit challenging me to to point the needle a little bit further in the right direction on being engaged in something. Uh, when I when I was looking at the word engaged, I was I was trying to find some graphics. Leslie and I were trying to find some graphics for this for the series. In my mind, the graphic had more to do with what's on the front of your your cover. But every other every other um, graphic that we could find that it really had more to do with um, putting a ring on it. <laughs> it was it was being engaged. And I thought, you know what? How true is that? Because when you get engaged. You're saying we're done. We're not. We're not dating anymore. We're not like. Uh, we're not just um, trying this thing out. We're not testing the waters anymore. We are. We are making a commitment that we're going towards marriage. Uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's a great. That's a symbol right here. This ring is, man, fully engaged. Like I'm. I'm all in. 
maybe that speaks something to you. I, I also wanted to say, we've done, uh, over, the, over the years, we, we do um, different sermons on, on worship, and, and we come at it from different angles sometimes. Um, and a lot of times it's coming back to the heart of worship and, and what, you know, some different places like that. Sometimes it's like, um, how many of you know worship is a lifestyle and not, uh, not a, like a 25-minute, right? Yeah, yeah, a couple of you know that. Others of you, oh, wait a minute, I thought it was a song. No, no right, you guys know that, right? I don't have to. But, t- but today, I want to talk about corporate worship. So I, am, I, I, I want you to know, I know, it, it's a given to me right now, and I've, we've preached sermons like that in here before, that, that worship is a lifestyle, that it's more, but I want to talk about, because, because there is a lot of scripture in the Bible about corporate worship and even private worship in the, in the sense that, that more than just a lifestyle, it's also something I can do. I can intentionally worship the Lord. And I want to talk about that today. So part of that is going to push on the button. Any of you, um, you're one of those people that say, oh, I just don't like being told what to do. Any of you like that? Yeah. Absolutely. Me too. Any of you? And, and so, in fact, we're in a culture like that that we really want to be um, an individual. We really want to, you know, everyone, you know, what, what my truth and your truth and all of this type of, of stuff. And it sneaks into to church and we want to have, um, we, you know. So let me just say this. In your private worship time, you got a lot of uh, freedom to do how, how you want to do. But as I read Bible, I find that corporate worship was, um, it wasn't as much about you and your preference, and more about him and his preference. And so you may feel as we're, as we're going through this, you're like, oh, yeah, well, that's just not my personality. Or, ah, you know, you know I'm, just not, I'm just not comfortable with that. Or that's good for them, but not for me. And I'd like to just push on that a little bit and say, um, know that what God's talking about in here in some places in Scripture, he's saying, regardless of your background, regardless of your personality, regardless of what you're going through right now, regardless of all of those things that, that you might be feeling today. Um, anyone like me had trouble sleeping last night? Yeah? Yeah, last night I turned over to Becky and she looked at me and we're like, you want to call him sick? Yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, in, in your job that might work. In my job that, 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 that doesn't work very very well um, I'll, I'll be honest uh, got here early this morning and my I got nothing and I almost feel like it was a divine setup because it's so much easier to worship when we feel like it right so much easier to worship when we feel like it so much easier to I bet the I bet the 3 a.m. time slot was less populated right yeah and and not not to because i wasn't there either (laughs) so pointing fingers back at me but it's just right those are it's just real it's just being honest anybody you don't have to raise your hand unless you want to anyone woke up tired today yeah anybody uh uh anybody struggling with any type of sickness or illness today yeah anybody having financial problems anybody having uh some things going on in the marriage and the family Anybody have kids not obeying you? Anybody yell at your kids? Gosh. I do. And I'm working on that. <laughs> so can we just be can we just be real? Can we just be honest? And so I think he's going to I think he's going to push us into a place where some of you are going to say, "Ah, man, but that's not the way I've always done it." And we're if we are responding, and I didn't know what David was going to share today as far as the tip of the spear, but if we're going to respond as the tip of the spear here um, in the region, it's going to require a, a uh, congregation, a body of Christ that are worshipers. It will require that of you. And so this isn't, please hear my heart. I, man, I want, I, I want this place filled, and I want you to be here, but... There may be a time when you decide, ah, this doesn't, this doesn't, I, I don't fit. And, and I might feel, I might actually uh, enjoy another church better. 
because I want you to know, like, we are a worshiping church. That's where we're going to go. We, there'll be times when, we, when you're sitting there like, ah, oh, man, I, I wish that worship would go a little bit shorter. I'd like to get to the word. And, and I will sometimes go longer than necessary and tell Kelly to keep going because I'm just sitting there like, man, that's the thing that makes us different. That's part of our DNA. Our calling is to edge a little bit longer and to just say, maybe this is the day that he shows up. Maybe this is the day. And I don't want to cut it off just three minutes too soon, right? So I'll always edge a little bit more on that. And I thought, part of our DNA, let's just, let's push that. Let's push that button. And I want you to know I'm in here I'm in here with you, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. Maybe you didn't even know this about me. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you a couple of things here. Here's the main thought today. Fully engaged worship comes from a heart of love, passion, and thankfulness for God. So there is a heart that is fully engaged. And, and so as you're kind of doing a, a, uh, a gut check with the Holy Spirit, fully engaged worship comes from a heart of love, passion and thankfulness to him and you know one one reason why someone might not be fully engaged is they just they're not sure how much they actually like him or love him i mean i think it's silly to worship god if you don't like him yeah so don't like i'm not asking you to fake it till you make it but i'm i am asking that if you are a follower of jesus that you need to get over yourself so so like if you're not if you're just like if you're here checking it out and you're just wanting to like you're just like I'm just you know I'm not sure my, the jury's still out on if on if I'm fo- I'm a follower or not well man I, sit there observe like keep your hands by your you don't need to you don't need to fake that but if you call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ hello get your worship on okay all right um. I'm also, here, here's a, so, so that, I mean, that's kind of our main thought today. Here's, a, here's another thought just for you to understand. A physical response in worship doesn't equal true worship. However, true worship often has a physical response. <laughs> oh, man, you got to hear that, okay? So some of you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be talking today, and you're like, yeah, but, but you don't know my heart. You're right. You're right. But a physical response is an indicator of what's going on in your heart. Now, not always. How many know that there's some people that are just like, they, they do a physical response and uh, um, their heart's not in it. There's some reason why they're doing it. They're wanting attention or they just, they just like the beat of the song or they're just more of a, their personality is more, uh, um, more expressive and it's, and it's not, not necessarily out of a heart of worship. It's, uh, it's something, but it's not, it's not worship. All right. Let me tell you about me. Um, I'm just going to be open and honest. And as I share this, and I'm and I'm vulnerable, um, this is what I don't want. I don't want one of you to come up to me and psychoanalyze me and 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 tell me how. Um, hey, I've got a suggestion for you. If you do that, it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> just joking. But seriously, I, I'm going to be honest with you. But I just but but I'm wanting because I want you to know my journey here. Here's this is what this is what I this is where I'm at with worship. Okay. Um, when when we're in a corporate setting of worship, and that's really what we're emphasizing in in this message is is corporate worship. When we're in a corporate setting of worship, and I'm leading, or I'm I'm intricately involved. And when I say leading, I view myself as the lead worshiper here in this church even though, um, <laughs> I guess Disney songs don't always count, right, Kelly? <laughs> like, all right, that's kind of, if, you, if you're a guest, every once in a while while I'm preaching, I, I, I sing a little part of a worship song and I get made fun of, or a, worship, a Disney song and I get made fun of for that. But um, I, I consider myself the, the, the main, the main uh, worshiper, the main gate. The Bible says, lift up your head, O you gate. Um, not to take away of any of you, but I come in with that, that if I'm not, if I'm not fully engaged, man, why, why should anybody else be? And so I come in as the lead worshiper and all of those types of things. So when I'm in a corporate setting and I'm in charge or I have a role, I am, 
I'm in a gear that says, that says um, if I'm not doing this, nobody else will, right? And, and, I'm, and I'm leading, um, let, let's go, let's go. Follow me as I follow Jesus. And, and that's, that's where I'm at. Here's, here's, here's something I just want you to know about me, though. When I'm not leading and I don't have a role, and I'm at a conference or I'm at another church or I'm someplace else where, where, where I'm not in charge, it's hard for me to engage. It is. Some of you are trying to figure me out right now and give, come up with an answer. It's something that I have to fight. I have to, I literally consciously, I'm standing there, sitting there. Usually if I'm not, if I'm not in charge, I'm back there. Sitting right, right next to Christy. <laughs> And I'm sitting there, and the worship's playing, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, and I have to force myself sometimes to just raise my hands or sing out loud. In fact, fact, there's times I don't even want to sing out loud if I'm not in charge. I'm just like, sometimes it's like I just got nothing. And and I struggle to connect and uh, um, to even experience the Lord in those corporate settings sometimes when I'm not the one that's like like game on right now and you know that's something I I'm not saying that I don't I'm just saying that man I've got to fight through it just like you so when you see me up here and and man pastor Jonathan is he's he's jumping up and down or he's got his hands raised or he falls on his knees or whatever like it's genuine it's real but it's because there's a pull on me where I'm just like if I I've got to open my gate because we've got to go somewhere today. I just thought this week, I'm like, what if everybody came in here with that same thought? What if you came in here and you thought, man, if I don't open up my gate, maybe nobody else will. Right? What if you came in here and you thought, man, I, man, I'm just, I got nothing, but but there's people that, that need to connect with the Lord, and I'm, I just, I'm going to raise my hands even though I don't feel it. I'm going to kneel even though I don't feel it. I'm going I'm to sing out loud even though I don't feel it. Because you're like, man, what if, what if I'm the only gate this morning? What if you came with that mindset that, that just said, like, there's a pull on me. I'm a, I'm a leader in this church, and I'm going to lead the way even if nobody else does. What if it was just like how I feel every Sunday morning? Is that all right? Man, I wonder what would happen. I, I say often in this church, in other places, there, there are a million reasons why people go to church, and one of them might be God. Yeah, you know why, you know why like a Sunday evening service or a conference or, or some, something like that, why, why there tends to be more of a, of a, I'll call it like this, like a manifest presence of God or more opportunity for, for something, for a movement. You want to know why it happens more in an off time than on a Sunday morning? Because there's more like-minded people there that are wanting the same thing. It, it's like, I, like I, I, I compare it to more of like a, like a, a bathtub versus a hot tub. Now, I don't take a lot of baths, but, I mean, showers, but just want to <laughs> clear the air there. <laughs> so, so when you turn on, uh, when you turn on a bathtub, um, it starts off cold, it gets hot, you put the plug in, the water starts to rise, you get in, you enjoy it, and then what inevitably happens when you turn the faucet off, over time it starts to, starts to cool off, right? That's every Sunday morning. We... Pastor, oh gosh, I've tripped a couple times today. It's, if you're like, that's not normal. I normally, I just wanted you to know because you're new here. <laughs> but like every Sunday morning, our worship team turns the faucet on, waits for it to get a little bit hot, puts that plug in, lets the water start to rise. Because it, because it's not, and, and this isn't a perfect analogy. But can I just say, like, that, that's kind of what a Sunday morning is like. And then, and then we get to a place, and a lot of times, man, if you're, a, if you're a worshiper in this place and you have a heart after God, how many times have you felt this? Oh, it got hot, it got hot. Oh, now, we have, now they, they stopped, and now we're going to go to the Word. I was just getting into it. <laughs> right? Any of you ever been like that? Don't, don't raise your hand because that will make me feel bad about my preaching. <laughs> 
But any of you are like, you feel like, oh, it just got, it just got, oh, it just got hot, and now, oh, now, right, you know. Now, I will say this, like, the whole worship service is, is part of it, and, and, and the word, I mean, is, is right, it, we ebb and flow with the importance of the word and the importance of worship. Um, but that's how it is. Hot tub, there are places like the 50 hours of prayer, like places in the world where they have night and day prayer and worship, like, um, you know, we have, we have worship um, just going from, uh, from our computer in this room, 24 7 um like there's places so it uh there's where you step in and you don't have to do anything because it's already hot so that's why sometimes in this place i've wondered this could we have a sunday morning environment that is um uh, that's more sustainable like a hot tub than a bathtub and i think we could if more and more people came with the same um mindset that the leadership does that man, if I don't open up my gate, I don't know who will. If you came more as a producer than a consumer. You know, um, I, my personality, and I'm a little bit more of a teacher, equipper, um, I've got this like halfway, um, some people are like, so are you like, are you like an outgoing people person or are you like an introspective, like, like, uh, are you more like a hermit or whatever? <laughs> I'll tell you what, like I'm, I'm like right down the middle. And um, there is absolutely this analytical side of me and there's absolutely this experiential <laughs> side of me. But um, I, I'll tell you, there are times, there are a lot of times when I'd rather hear just a good, a good uh, teaching, a good sermon than, than just dive into worship. And just wanted to be honest with you but i know that about myself and so i have to be like all right jonathan my soul will worship the lord right now okay um here i want to here's a here's a thought disengagement in worship is an indicator that something's not right okay now i'm not telling you what's not right but something's something's not right and you want to play detective you want to play investigator what's going on like i'm disengaged now it might be like a it might be like a one-off a one-off sunday um man i i woke up today didn't i had a, a hard time sleeping last night and i came in I, and i told the lord i got nothing i mean that's like that doesn't happen every sunday but that happened this this sunday you, you guys had 50 hours of prayer i'm guessing that you're running on caffeine and, and a little bit of anointing and right i mean so there are how many know that there are there are, are off weeks absolutely so you want to know is this a pattern or is this just a one-off time but let me tell you some some reasons why um why we we are disengaged in in this room as a corporate body sometimes and, and maybe you've felt this before um oh here's one i don't like the song is that is that just this church man can i be honest there's times when i don't like the song but I have a little bit more uh, um, say in that, so I'm like, bro, never again. <laughs> but you don't have that. You don't have that opportunity. <laughs> what, um, or what about this? Let's get a little bit more personal. I don't like the band or the worship leader. Oh, that, that's a way, that's a reason to be disengaged. Don't raise your hand on that one, but. Yeah right those are real i don't like the song i don't like the band or worship but can i tell you man there's a story i um you guys like stories right i, I remember when i was probably i was probably about 20 years old i was uh, traveling with our internship program i i was uh, i was a student in the program and uh, it was called master's commission and we were we went to this one church and they had three services and each service one was like the one was the contemporary service one was the celebration service and one was the traditional service so they had different flavors of worship um, and style at each at each service and uh, can i can i be honest the traditional service every time i say can i be honest larry's saying i wish you would (laughs) Uh, the traditional service i felt i felt the most presence of the lord you know what that told me at a young age it's not about the song. All right. Uh, oh, here, here's another one. I'm talking reasons for not being fully engaged. Here's another one. Um, I connect better in a different environment. Maybe you like you just like a different 
different place. And so you're just like, it's hard for me to connect because I, I prefer something different. All right. What about this? Um, oh, I don't want to draw attention to myself. So you come in here and you're wanting, you know, we're, we're in a worship time and, and your mind's playing tricks on you because you're just like, well, I would, I would do that, but I don't want to draw attention to myself. Um, um, and closely related is I'm embarrassed about what people may think. And so you, so you sit there or stand there, a lot of times sit, and you're thinking, you're thinking, man, uh, my, my spirit, my heart wants to do something, but I'm a little embarrassed about what people might think, or, or I'm a little uncomfortable with doing something that would draw attention or that would make me, right? We think that, we, we think that those ways. Here, here's, a, here's another one. Reasons why, why someone might be disengaged in a, wor- in a corporate worship set- setting. I already talked about it this morning. Anybody tired? Oh, man. Yeah, that'll cause someone to be. In fact, some of you, some of you, like, it's, it takes everything in you to get here. And even as I'm sharing this, you're like, but pastor, you have no idea about my, my life. You, you have no idea that, that I work that, the night shift and I, and I get off work and I come here when I should be in bed. I'm here uh, uh, um, worshiping. And you just don't understand. And I'm like, man, I, my heart goes out for you. It really does. It really does. But that's one reason that we are disengaged is because we're tired. And, and you might not be able to do anything about it, but you're like, man, I value the body of Christ so much that even though I'm tired, I'm going to be here and I'm going to worship. I'm going to be part of this. Yeah, so, sometimes we're sick. Now, if you're, if you're sick and it's contagious, I just say, no, don't, don't come. No, just... <laughs> mostly joking about that but but if you're if you're sick and you're that's another reason to be disengaged right just like man not only am i tired but i'm not feeling it right now like there's not my my body is drained um what about this anybody ever emotionally bankrupt (laughs) oh gosh i mean some of the stories that i get to be a part of and help with i'm like man yeah and no wonder they come and and are disengaged because they're just emotionally bankrupt they don't have anything left in fact it's really it takes everything they have to just come into this room and and there there's a season where they just like i just need i just need him to wash over me i just need the holy spirit to come and 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 man they're just emotionally bankrupt that's a reason why some people are disengaged Here's the promise, no matter where you're at, and there's probably a whole nother list. You're like, I got four more reasons, Pastor. Here's, here's the promise. James chapter four says, if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. And, and listen, there's, there's never a place where the Bible says, we got a slide for this there's not a verse in the bible that tells us to worship when we feel like it or worship how we feel like it i've looked there's not a verse in the bible that tells us to worship when we feel like it or how we feel like it and in this culture it is so easy for us to make it about my preference and i want us to i want to challenge us here to go beyond our preferences um, here's, the, here's, the, here's one thing I want you to understand. When I talked about coming in here and, and I'm a gate, watch, we're all gates. And I love in Ephesians 2 at the end of the chapter, he, he, talk, he says that actually like we are all f- physical living stones building, like we're a building. Like we're, all of us are built together. And why? If you read at the end of Ephesians 2, there's a purpose that we come together as a, as a building building blocks of people it's so that he can have a place to dwell so that the presence of god can dwell and so i just have this this crazy idea that if we all showed up with that that i'm part of this building for the holy spirit to come dwell that maybe like maybe great things would happen (laughs) maybe god would come and and this would be a place that that he'd feel like welcomed and that we host him well as you show up powerfully and, and I show up powerfully. 
as I, as I share some scripture here, I want you to know um, I'm, I'm going to use like worship and praise interchangeably. And they're, they're, they're closely related. Praise often has to do with, with there's going to be some, some joy. There's going to be some uh, lifting of hands. There's going to be some physical um, response. And worship often has to do with the bowing down, with the awe and the reverence and, and a lot of times sacrifice. But So let's, I want, let's look at some, some verses. Are you, are you guys all right? You're like, hey, you know what? I wish he would tell me what the Bible says. Here we go. First of all, worship often accompanied sacrifice. And, and most of the time when, you, when, when there was worship, there was some sort of sacrifice, whether it be an animal sacrifice, whether it be a physical uh, like sacrifice. Sometimes it's like just getting over myself as a sacrifice. Uh, I like the example in Genesis 22. Uh, verse 5, there, there was this, there's this whole um, story of Abraham and Isaac, and if you've never read the story, I encourage you to go and read the story of Abraham and Isaac, but God told Abraham basically to sacrifice your son, your only son, the one that you love, take him up, and, and, do, and it was an act of obedience, like, wait, this is, the, this is the son you promised, and plus it was like human sacrifice. There was nowhere in the history of, of, uh, of God, God's people where human sacrifice was appropriate, and Abraham's thinking, wait, was that the hot wings I had last night? Or, or is this God's voice? And I just, I'm impressed that Abraham knew the voice of God so clearly that he didn't even question. And he put, he took, took Isaac with him. Now, Isaac was, was a teenager, and uh, they're walking up the mountain, and at some point, Isaac was like, hey, where's the, where's the sacrifice? And, man, you just wonder what's going on. Eventually, the story goes where Isaac, Isaac actually lays down on, on the altar without a fight. I'm like, man, that's crazy to know that the teenager trusted his dad and trusted the Lord so much that he'd even lay down. And, but here's this verse. Verse 5, he, he said to his servants, Abraham was talking. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, and then we will come back to you. Worship was connected to sacrifice Watch this, here's the next one. Worship had to do with bowing down. In fact, many places, when you hear the, see the word worship in the Bible, the original language has to do with a physical bowing down. And in some of you in this room, like, man, it's physically it's almost impossible, definitely painful to bow down. But at least that place in your heart, they're like, man, I'm sitting on the, on the outside, but I'm bowing on the inside, right? The, he, worship worship was, was bowing down. Jen Hewen came over to me today and said, and said uh, um, something about how, how we kneel before kings. We kneel before kings. So there's this place of worship where, where the Bible like, requires your body to go low and to worship him as king of the universe. Worship had to do with bowing down. Second Chronicles 29 verse 28 says this, the whole assembly bowed in worship. While the musicians played and the trumpet sounded, all this continued until the sacrifice of the burnt offering was completed. Watch this. Psalm 95, verse 6. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. And as I'm reading some of these, I'm wanting you to hear what, what the heart of the Lord is is in, in, as we come together in corporate worship, that at some level, there needs to be a physical response, whether that's your lips moving or your hands going up or whether, whether you somehow, and we're not, gonna, we're not gonna sit there and judge. In fact, I'm, I, I'm, usually, I'm usually up here looking this way and I don't even know what's going on. But I'm saying if we're gonna respond the way the Bible says to worship, at some level, there's a physical response. And you can't, you can't argue with me on that because you have to, you, we have to um, disagree with Bible. Watch this. There were common ways to worship and it could be taught. Now this is interesting because um, how many of you either heard someone say or you've said it yourself, I, kinda, I worship in my own way. Which, there can be some, some truth to that, especially in private worship. But... <laughs> But when, when people didn't know how to worship, there was a common way to worship, and, and, and it, it was taught. Look at this verse, 2 Kings 17, verse 28. It says, so one of the priests who had been exiled from Samaria came to live in Bethel, and what? Taught them how to worship 
the Lord. So there's a way someone's like, man, I, I wanted, in fact, you might just be saying, I'm new to this, Pastor Jonathan, and, and, and I, I really, like, I'm hearing this, I just don't know how, like, tell me how. Man, what a great heart. You can actually learn how to worship the Lord. All right, here we go. Here's the, the last one I thought of was this. Worship and praise is often as a physical response. Here's this, 1 Chronicles 16, verse 9. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. In fact, you find verses like that all throughout, all throughout the Bible. It actually, worship required and praise required you to actually open up your mouth and use your vocal cords. So, so there's none of this, well, I'm just worshiping on the inside. That, there, may be, there may be some truth to that, but can I just push that button just a minute that the Bible says for you to open up your mouth? Open up your mouth. I believe there's spiritual warfare that happens when we praise him. We open up our mouth. That the darkness gets pushed back. Psalm 100. Some of you know this one. It's a famous one. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Those who have an outgoing personality <laughs> worship the Lord with gladness I like this psalm because it's like he's telling you how to do it like if you're like I, I want to know how to do it now some of you are like don't tell me what to do some of you are saying I'd like to know I'd like to know, know teach me watch this Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates, how? With thanksgiving. Man, some of us, we just need to, we need to fix our eyes on something like, Lord, what am I thankful for today? And come before him with a thankful heart. And his courts with what? With praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Watch this. The last psalm in the Bible, Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the, with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with timbrel and what? Oh! Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I just don't think you can go too far in Bible looking about, how, about worship without finding that it requires your body, your whole being, your heart, absolutely, and your body, absolutely, in worship. So I was thinking, well, how do, we, how do we respond to this? Well, we're all just going to, if you don't mind, if you're comfortable with this, we're just going to get up and run around the sanctuary together. Come on, raise it, and we're going to do an old-fashioned Jericho march and then shout. You good with that? I'd actually be all right with that, but that's not what we're going to do today. How do we respond to this? Here's this. Here's some questions that, that I want you to just think about, because some of you are like, well, what do I do now? Here's this. What if you sing songs to him instead of just about him? right and sometimes there's great great worship songs out there that are written in different ways but watch you your heart what if you sing songs to God instead of just about God I bet it will shift your heart and your focus instead of it just being a song service it's like you and I'm worshiping you this is to you this is an anthem to you from my heart to yours Um, worship in such a way that there's a physical expression I mean, beyond your personality but that may mean that, that, that next Sunday or in a couple minutes when he come, Pastor Kelly comes back up in fact you can come Pastor Kelly and your team like, uh, maybe, maybe that you try it out right now where you actually use your words and you sing out loud maybe, maybe that's been a struggle for you for a long like I don't want to sing out loud maybe, you're, maybe the Holy Spirit says hey would you sing out loud today 
Would you lift your hand in worship today? Would you kneel before the Lord your God, the maker of the heavens and the earth? Would you do something with your body? Maybe, maybe you're tapping your toe or you're at least lifting your pinky finger. Do something. A physical response in worship. Worship in a way that sometimes is out of your comfort zone. Because if you're in your comfort zone, it's about you. When, when you're out of your comfort zone, it's not about you. It's about him. And here's the why. Here's a couple whys for you. Number one, because he's worthy. In fact, we could just drop the mic right there. That's it. Why am I challenging us to get over ourselves and do something that might be uncomfortable sometimes and, and, and pushing on buttons in here that, that are like, well, that's not my preference or that's the way someone else, why am I, because he's worthy, because that's what he asks us to do, because, because worship is so important to the Father, to the King of the universe, it's so important that when we read the end of the book, like, that's what they're doing for, man, I used to be, as a kid, I'm like, wait, heaven's gonna be like a, like a really, 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 really long church service? Oh, boring. Until I realized that the 24 elders and the four living creatures and, and those that worship, that it's like they couldn't stop. It didn't, wasn't this requirement. It wasn't just turn to the next song in your book. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was, they were compelled. In fact, as I interpret the end of the book, the worship service that goes on, I think they tried to get up and leave. I think forever they are trying to get up and leave, and every time they try to leave, they're compelled back to the ground in worship with one more aspect of his greatness that they didn't see before. So I think this, this is a snapshot of heaven is where we get to come week in and week out and say, I get over myself and I'm worshiping with the body of Christ because he's worthy. And it's a little bit of a picture of the forever worship service that's happening in the end. It's just a little picture. And to the degree that we come together as living stones to, to create this, this building in here, he comes and he dwells and he's saying, come on. Yeah, that's what I've been talking about. That's what I've been talking about. He invented the slow clap. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. There's a multiplication effect when you and I come together and worship. It, he doesn't work by addition. I don't even know if God knows addition. He knows multiplication. You want revival? You want lives changed? People set free? You want a city or your family? Like it starts with worship. I, I'm going to end with this. I, when I was 19 years old, 18, 19, I, uh, my dad had planted a church in, in Arizona and we had gone through a season of, we called it renewal. It was, it was revival. Back then, I don't know, there was a catchphrase called renewal. And maybe some of you remember that. And we, our church, there was six months of just sovereign move of God at our church that my dad planted in Arizona. And um, so for some reason or another, it, it, like, it stopped. It, it died out. And, we, and we've talked about it. We've rehearsed it, Dad and I and others. And we could probably go back and psychoanalyze it. But, but this is what I felt as a teenager. I just felt like, man, like what's going on? And I, I wanted it, and, and it just wasn't there. And you try, you come, and it's just like, there's that old phrase that's like the heavens are brass. I mean, it was just like, like, like I feel like it's not going, not going anywhere, and I want more. And my Uncle Marv, um, my, my hero in the faith was my Uncle Rick. And my Uncle Marv, I love him to death. And he, um, he actually attended our church back then. He was our worship leader. And he wrote me a song during that season. This is the words. It was just called, Seek and You Will Find. 
This is what, this is what he wrote. He says, he says, I would long for you more if I look to you more. I want you to do everything. I must humble myself. You will do everything that you said. And he goes into this chorus, seek and you will find. Knock and the door will open. Seek and you will find. Humble yourself before him. Seek first his kingdom. Look for the fire. Search for the treasure. Lay your desires before him. Father, lead me to you. Help these blind eyes to see. I will follow wherever you say. I will listen and obey. You will do everything that you said. Imagine this 18-year-old kid reading this, and he sang this in church for me. Create in me a fire. Change my desires. Create in me a fire that consumes me. Can we stand before the Lord? No one's going to be watching you. I'm going to turn around and not even, but I'm just... Can we join heaven right now? The, the worship service that's begun already. It's going to go on forever. Let's worship the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords.
Hey, like, like always, we're just going to continue in an atmosphere of prayer and worship in here. If you'd like to get your kids, if you haven't already, you can bring them in here and worship together. And if you need to go, you can go. God bless you. We'll see you next week. We're just going to continue to have prayer and worship in here. If you need prayer for anything in your life and, and you'd like to, to get some prayer, we'll have a couple people up here ready to pray with you. Otherwise, just worship where you're at or come up to the altar somehow. God bless you guys.